1: It's the Luca Patriot, I'm Pete Donaldson, and I am joined by Luke Mer on a Monday. How are you doing? Do you have a lovely weekend? I mean, I guess technically we are pre-recording this because you are, um, you've you you have about to go. You're about to um, embark on what can only be described as um, the WWE-sanctioned plane ride from hell. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it's going to be like that? No, it's going to be fine. Because because the thing about like um, planes is they're fucking loud, yeah. and so like I've never understood why people complain about Ben's making any noise at all because fundamentally it's never as loud as the plane it's never as loud as the plane I've never understood I think it's just become like a bit of a trope for boring people to talk about
2: so planes are really loud you're right and that'll serve as white noise to help babies go to sleep and all that kind of thing but also like I find it's really um, interesting how people are able to have like proper altercations on planes as in like fights and stuff because it's so
1: inconvenient and so loud (laughs) It's like How can it's like uh, it's like trying to hang wallpaper in a in a Victorian house. The I would say with, um, with like on plates on, whenever you see it on like um on television and like succession was quite bad for this helicopters people having you know you have to have headphones whispery, and a mic don't you whispery well fairly whispery conversations on like on helicopters and in planes and stuff um you just don't get you really have to shout or lean in really close to talk when was the last time you were on a helicopter never been on a helicopter never want to yeah it feels dangerous whenever i say a helicopter because we live right next to End airport and we play football um right next to the, 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 the takeoff route for a lot of them. And so like most of the most of the planes are like World War Two kind of mad mad jobs kind of patched together sort of thing. And I'm never worried about them coming down um in a in a in a hail of fire. Uh but every time I see a helicopter, I don't know, maybe growing up with, you know, is it was it Corby Bryant who died and um that was about um, two years ago.
2: I was not growing up with it.
1: Well, growing up and and like and, and the McCray. Leicester thing as well, Rally uh, Colin McRae, yeah, true. Um, um, so the Leicester didn't we have City a, chairman, didn't we have a long uh, argument about Sarah Green's um, Mike Green?
2: Yeah, you you do <laughs> My, a pretty good line in yeah. for no reason, imagining someone from the eighties is now dead.
1: Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's, like, it's, it's quite, quite partridge. Quite
2: yeah. Oh, speaking yeah, of every... that, did you see how much Noel Edmonds, how much trouble Noel Edmonds has been getting up to
1: in New Zealand? So he's opened a pub. On a, in a quiet little island in New Zealand and ruined everything. Describe to our American listeners, of which we have several, just describe Noel Edmonds to them if you can. I mean, I guess you got to go, like, who did D-Lon... Isn't, D-Lon, no deal in America, US host. Um, but he's been around for a long, old time. You know what? Absolutely bang on. No, not, not Howie Mandel. Who's the black guy with the moustache who does Family Fortunes in America? Who's a bit of a prick? Oh,
2: yeah, he's funny though. Is he a prick?
1: Yeah, he's, he's a he's I a. I was going to
2: basically say like
1: Alex Trebek who did who sadly no, died. No, not Trebek. No, um, he's the black it's guy not him? I the know, but he did handlebar I know who you mean. He's called Steve. Yeah. Someone, Steve. Yeah, Steve. Um, family. Steve he presents Family Feud, doesn't he? Family Feud. Same same thing. I you know. Family Fortunes, Family Feud. Same same uh, concept. Someone's getting paid out on that one. Um. But yeah, he's he's a bit of a dickhead. Steve he, Harvey, he's called Steve Harvey. That's all. I know nothing
2: about him, but he's a but, bit
1: like Steve Harvey, but um, he's British. but but British and with no discernible talent at all, really,
2: and absolutely fucking baffling. He had a massive family show in the nineties called Noel's House Party, which is really big popular. on radio. He's a, he was a Radio
1: yeah. One stalwart for very, very. He was kind of like voice of youth, um, and uh, and he he's just. The worst kind of Brit, a nimby little prick who stomps around, who thinks that immigrants are ruined the country. He's got a terri- <laughs> he's,
2: he's got some terrible, like, terribly problematic shit as well. Like he was like, he would sell like. Do you remember he got in trouble for um, selling a, an electromagnetic device which cost about two grand, and mm. he claimed that it slowed aging, reduced pain, lift depression, and tackles cancer. Yeah, right?
1: absolute disgrace. And
2: he and he was, like, tweeting, like, actual cancer sufferers on mm, Twitter, yeah. like, claiming all this stuff. And then, um, obviously, he got busted for that. Um, and uh, so he had to stop doing it. But it's just that kind of bloke. Yeah. Right? But here's the thing. I, I would say this about Noel. With that kind of box that he claimed tackles cancer... It's not that he's like a fly-by-night proper like con man. It's no. that he's so arrogant
1: he thinks that he's right, even though he's got no medical training whatsoever. Well, he's just very big into sort of, like manifestation, and like he, remember he used to draw little symbols on his hands and stuff. But this guy just he just had big TV shows in the in the nineties, and he was a big radio guy. Anyway, in the so he's 80s. moved to
2: New Zealand though, hasn't he?
1: But he's moved to New Zealand now because he's got a, a shitload of money. He was a deal or no deal um, in the UK, and that was a huge show for a long time, and and. He um, he's a steady hand when it comes to Quiz Shores but everything else do you actually think did... he's good? no but I think he's a steady hand right yeah and he also and he also gave um, <laughs> do you remember the uh, do you remember Just that? laughing
2: at the disabled child laughing at the disabled so, child yeah by accident cause he didn't by know accident they were didn't mean to and they tried to style it out and it, by the way that went out that's pre-recorded that show say again that's pre-recorded that deal they do about six episodes a day pre-rec and that's gone out
1: that's still gone out so, so, so a woman shows Noel Edmonds for some reason. I don't know why this was part of Deal or No Deal, but Noel trying to get, bring these. Because he tries to get to to know the contestants, doesn't he? Yeah. that's what he does. So, yeah. so, so the uh, so this woman's brought in a picture of um, her, her, her and her, her brothers, I think, um, and it's just a baby photo. And uh, Noel starts laughing uh, and pointing at um, one of the kids in the uh, in the picture look at this guy. He he's the funny he's a he's a funny little fella. And she went, Oh, that's my brother or whatever. He's uh, he's actually disabled or handicapped, I think she said. Um and he and Noel could not tuck his testicles back into his body <laughs> quick enough, and he starts to try and style it out in the most embarrassing way possible. Yeah. He's like, Oh, a lovely face, such an expression face, beautiful, yeah. beautiful smile. What would you have done? I'll start a double dune. <laughs> double dune. <doon. laughs>
2: goodness me. Buy some a bit of time. Goodness, yeah, goodness me. me.
1: Buy some time. Um, I'd knock one of the boxes on the floor to distract. That's probably not going to make the edit. Uh, Chris, Chris, <laughs> well, exactly. And it shouldn't have a deal or no done, deal. He styled it out. So then the editors thought, look, he styled it out. He met us halfway. I'm going to keep it in. I remember I would somebody that I used to know used to do children's television. And if he ever messed up, He just shout the f word. (laughs) You can't use that cut.
2: Oh right, nice. That's a good idea. So I'll tell you what should have happened. He should have said, Mm. "I'm terribly sorry. I had no idea that's inappropriate. I hope I didn't cause any offence. Everyone will will pick up here and we'll do that again. And and no one would have known anything on this mistake. But he can't Mm. because he's arrogant. It also Mm. happened in a slightly different way to Chris Tarrant on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, right? And that made the edit as well, which is surprising. Because that's also pre-recorded, of course. What did he do? So someone used a phone a friend. Right. And I think the way they might do the phone of friends, and I'm lifting the lifting the curtain on TV here for some mm. people I know, I reckon they might drop it in after. So I, I, I think on certain parts of it, because he says, um, you know, we've got John here, and he's on £64,000, and he wants – to ask it, and the next voice you'll hear will be John's, and he's going to give you mm. thirty seconds to try and help you ask this question. But before, and that kind of feels like it's a standalone cut. Before yeah. that, you know they have all the kind of phone ringing thing, and it's obviously dropped it in post because there's no way he's going to go, oh, I want to call Dave, and every single time if you watch back on the on the show, they always answer after like three
1: rings. They know yeah, who yeah, it yeah, is, yeah. so it's
2: always already pre wrecked, right? So I think Chris Tarrant then lays his bits
1: over the top for the show. I just just think I just think they take five and do it. They take five and do it. Okay, and producers will have will have phoned up the person before wouldn't they? Right.
2: So anyway, what Chris does is he says, uh, "What he always says, hello, Dave. I've got John here. How you doing? Good. Mm. Um, um, John, uh, Dave, let's hear a bit about you. What do you do?" And they'll say, "I'm an accountant." And Chris will go, "That's fantastic. You know, great stuff." Anyway, what actually happened on that one was he went, "I've got Dave here. Uh, Dave, I've got John here. Dave." Tell us a bit about yourself. What do you do for a living? And mm. he goes, "I'm disabled." Right. And Chris goes, "That's absolutely fantastic, <laughs> John." John. And the next voice we hear will be John, and no one really says anything, and it's yeah. become quite. It's become a bit of a viral thing since then. So maybe it's just these types, man. They just don't. Just don't they just get into autopilot. They don't really know what they're doing, and that's how uh, it goes.
1: Vine, Vine was uh, Vine did one quite recently with a uh, trans woman called Vivian. Uh, I soon recall. Um, don't see Don her. He was on the phone, and he said yeah, Jeremy Vine. Jerry Vine, yeah. Don't hear don't hear a lot of uh don't hear from uh, a lot of um male Vivian's and 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 she said oh, you know, I'm trans and he went oh good oh good to hear oh, <laughs> that's live as well good. isn't it that's live oh, I'm so oh god um, but uh, these things happen so you could have just enjoy hot,
2: them you could have put an actual hot potato in his hands and he would
1: have reacted the, the same way <laughs> oh, exactly the same way whoopsie um, do <laughs> oh dear I, I did that once I was um, judging a ba- I wasn't judging I was hosting a battle of the band's competition in um, the Hard Rock Cafe in the hours of the Hard Rock Cafe and um I got Your on stage life and I didn't so glamorous s- so glamorous so glamorous and uh I got up on stage and I didn't look behind me so I didn't know I could see the rest of the band that were that I was about to introduce um and I went um and again just my terrible uh, male uh, uh provocation for, for thinking that um drummers would be male I don't and, know, and you a poor know presenter as
2: well poor presenter as well
1: I'm a poor presenter and bad at my job. bad um, confidence,
2: low confidence, probably. I went, "All
1: right, are we ready to go?" And then um, uh, the drummer she uh, drums out a little paradiddle. I went, "That's not a paradiddle." All right, paradiddle is a isn't it?
2: Left, right, left, left, right, left, right, right, left, left. It's like
1: four beats. Anyway, it doesn't matter. All right, fine. Either way, little fill. Uh, either it a way, fill. I s- a little fill, for yeah. a little fill to to lighten the mood. I said, "He's ready." <laughs> It was. It was. I, d- I. hadn't seen who was behind the drums, and I just yeah, assumed it was an mistake. all male. It was an all male group. I just presumed that the, on the drums would be a, a man, and that's terrible from from me. So, yeah, he's ready. <laughs> somebody went. Ugh. Did you dwell on it or not? <laughs> One of their mates went.
2: Ugh. Did he really? <laughs> did he d- Did you dwell on it, or did you put it behind you? Oh
1: yeah, no, I'm, still, I'm mentioning it now, and I'm thinking about it every day of my life because you know the pot. The um, the, the um, the best people don't let it affect them. I'd, honestly, Luke, if I could just forget about... If I do one bad thing a day and if I could just get through without just sort of just focusing on it, just absolutely I, I, focusing yeah, on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of the same.
2: I've got, I've, I've got a good... I don't think uh, you are. I, you you get well, too much stuff done. <laughs> that's true, but let me just clarify that. I I'm, I'm, I'm feel quite good at forcing myself back up on the horse. Right. Like I refuse to stop, but yeah. I do still think about it. And I, do you know what? Yeah. I actually someone that we, we both know that will remain nameless because it's not appropriate. Mm. I remember they, I remember seeing them on TV um, years ago doing, doing a, actually a really bad job on live TV and it was <laughs> embarrassing and I needed to speak to them a couple of days later or the next day or something that was already scheduled in. Right. So I called them and they were honestly exactly the same as if they had been doing a brilliant job. Mm. And I remember at the time it being really noticeable thinking fucking hell, that's so robust, I can't believe that. Because they were getting hammered online and everything. Yeah. just didn't care. And that's you know, the
1: key. That is
2: the key. That's, that's how you, That's how your Linekers get away with it. <laughs> Speaking right. of that, by the way, before we go to a quick break, did you see that um, Peter Crouch brought out Wayne Lineker to his live podcast?
1: Yeah, it was a few weeks ago now, but, it, but the, the video clips have definitely endured, haven't they? Um, it is amazing. The fact that uh, I think it's even more exciting that Lineker um, addressed it, got upset about it. <laughs> Because I guess in the sort of company that he keeps... So tell um, people what happened first, because it's a big old crowd. Big old crowd, probably like the O2 Indigo or something, you know, a good chunk No, I think think there's 12,000 people there, mate. 12,000 people. Because Crouch does a massive live thing every year, and it's really, really well attended. Right. It's like a little kind of like festival, isn't it? It's like Crouch Fest or something. So anyway, so um, they're on stage, and they're doing their own podcast or whatever, and for some reason, um, they decided to bring out Wayne Lineker. Um, (laughs) That's uh, funny in itself. And what ensues is just... Peep, just the entire crowd. It sounds like twelve thousand people. Is it twelve thousand people? I think I, honestly I think I, honestly mate in I, one room. I think he's done like Wembley Arena. Good God. Anyway. This makes you sick. <laughs> makes yeah. you sick. Um but they get Wenlecker on and Wenley and, and just It is whole... Wembley Arena, I've just checked. Okay, Wembley Arena and, and the whole crowd um from the from the front to the back, that's where I was at, they're just all chanting pedo 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 at one of your guests now when you are choosing guests when you're booking when you're organising Addison Lee's taxis through town um <laughs> i i you just don't imagine that 12,000 people are going to be screaming pedo at one of your guests that you've booked
2: i think and also the 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 bad thing for me mm. and it's easy for me to
1: say mm. and i've not been in that situation although i have been up
2: on stage in front of people and it's, it can be tricky obviously mm. I think the worst thing for me is that they have no plan to uh, how to deal with it, and they hadn't predict. Obviously, haven't predicted it's possible to happen. It's but how, re- can you, how can you, though? No, but You're it's a weird, weird. book anyway. Wayne Licker, doesn't even. He's not even in football, right? Yeah. He's not a football guy, right? So there's no. He's basically the brother of a guy who is in football. That's it. And he's well known among, among a generation or a particular group of people for having this night, this kind of open air nightclub thing in in club in um, in, in in Ibiza, right? Ocean Yeah. So he's got a reputation anyway. No one is suggesting that you know anything untoward, but he has a reputation of a of a type. Yeah, and so I don't think they've thought through the booking, and I think what they try and do is the worst thing you can do, which is like not acknowledge it and try and press on. Mm. And no one's answering the questions. There's no
1: response from the crowd because they're just chanting this thing. The they're not flirted th- presenters like us, Luke. Well, the only they thing couldn't, you- they couldn't pull spin gold out of this turn string. If it was you
2: and I, though, Pete right, we would just sit there and laugh. There's nothing else you can do.
1: Well, well, it's funny because they are, um, because he obviously inhabits a world where... Uh, but wait, look, it he, even says, Pete, sorry to cut in, yeah. but the first thing he says off yeah.
2: mic, if you watch the video, yeah. to Peter Crouch, I think it is, is they're chanting pedo. <laughs> That's what he says. So they can hear it. They know what's happening.
1: No, they said, Peter, Peter, <laughs>
2: Peter. <laughs> yeah no oh it's, it's, eh? it's a it's a
1: funny watch. Um, I've yeah. not got a huge
2: amount of sympathy for Wayne Laker, so I'm not going to you know no. shed a tear for the man. But um, it's worth watching. I mean,
1: but it's a bit. But it's older, older men in a young space, and you, and much like me at the indie club, you you got to take the punches. <laughs> you just have to take the punches. Wayne Dortmund, is, so is, going to like that one.
2: He's approaching sixty-two years old. It's worth remembering wow. that. Yeah, so anyway, let's have a break. When we come back, um, got some good emails actually, Peter. couple right, of then. them are about the supermarket Asda.
0: Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made ByHeart a better formula for formula. Learn more at ByHeart.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping
1: and 365-day returns. Welcome back to the Look at Show. We got emails. You've been sending them. Hello at com. if you'd like to get a touch. Looky, Moa. You've got your eyes on a cool email about Asda, I believe.
2: Yeah, do you want to do Asda, the Asda one or do you want to do a different one? We can do the Asda one another time. i will just give you an example. All right, let's do the Asda one. Come on, you... All right, you... There's, there's, there's loads of Asda ones. I'll, I'll do one of them. Okay. Um, this is um, this is a good one. So, here we go. It's from Joe. Hello to you, Joe. He says, Hi to Luke and Pete. Listening to your recent episode uh, entitled The Gavascon Cartel. It's, I mean, Rory deserves a pay rise. He's got, some good, that, yeah. he's got some good... Um, I've just realised it'll be us giving him it. He doesn't deserve a pay rise, um, but he's got some good, um, good uh, episode titles, hasn't he? The Gavaskon mm. Cartel is a great title for an episode, um, and it makes me feel bad for calling them a Cheb earlier because he was late for the um, late for the recording. <laughs> he said, um, "Sorry, I wasn't there. I got lost in an edit."
1: Um, but um, yeah, he was lost in music. He's uh, he's, he's dedicated, of, isn't he? He's dedicated. He's producing, he's producing uh, some hits. He's he's a bit of a musician. Is uh, is Rory back he? in the lab? Back in the lab, he's not a musician, is he? What bagpipes? He, like, he does mixing and stuff, doesn't he? I, I think he's a producer. Does, yeah, does he did, events? He's interested. Oh, is he right? I thought. Yeah. I thought he did. He does. an interest in our colleagues.
2: Anyway, <laughs> um, DJs. Yeah, he does DJ. Does that make you a musician? Uh, these days, it does. Thank yeah. you very much. Well, oh, you, well, you can't say anything these days. Not the Gaviscon Cartel, and Job says, I was reminded of my own foray into the world of an- antacids as well as experiences with Asda supermarkets. This show has become a show about everyday life through the lens of two like, middle-aged men now, has not it? <laughs> antacids Pretty have been hanging around for weeks now. Yeah. Um, he says, you as agree. a man in my mid-thirties, I had dabbled in the world of antacids but found stopping drinking... Stopping drinking like it was a competition, getting some exercise and eating better has helped hugely. However, this was all to change come 2020 and the onset of the pandemic. When I got the invite for my first vaccination, I was a little surprised to find the location it was the Asda on the old Kent Road.
1: Huh. Um, do you know that Asda? Are you familiar with that specific Asda, Peter? Um, there's a There was a massive Sainsbury's at the start of the old Kent Road. Uh, new new crossgate side I simply recall that that was a big that was a big vibe for a right. long time so but not the asda specifically not the asda, I don't, for, I for, the asda.
2: For, for those who don't know the old kent road is a big a massive main road big in old south south east london uh, you might recognize it from the monopoly board actually anyway <laughs> um he says, it was hardly glamour personified, but if anything, it was, it was a bit grotty. But I was keen to get jabbed, so I went along. They had cordoned off a corner of the store for the purpose and all went well. The issue for me came after having the jab. Being rightly excited to be out of the immediate vicinity of my flat and with a big supermarket at my fingertips, I grabbed a basket and set out to do some shopping. That's a great move by Asta, volunteering mm-hmm. to have the old vaccination done there, isn't it? Thinking about it. Yeah. Got a lot yeah, of right, shoppers ready to go. Get get some blue roll. Yeah, hoard some blue roll on the way. Um, it was far from structured shopping, as I basically <laughs> was gleefully throwing any old random stuff into my basket, desperate to introduce anything from the outside of the norm into my small COVID world. Like many people, I was missing the pub massively at this time. The beers, the sights, the sounds, the smells, and tastes. Not sure many people miss the smell of a pub today. Mm, I miss just the now,
1: it? Yeah, it's, it's just farts and, and Red Bull isn't it. Yeah. <laughs> These days. Um, Red Bull. No, that that gives us a great indicator of the bars you're going to. It um, always smells of Red Bull. Doesn't matter how clean it is. It always smells of bloody Red Bull. Ugh. Um,
2: seeing a promotional clip strip of off-brand scampy fries, I threw them into the basket without hesitation. Pete, do you know what a clip strip is? No. It's like no, you know no. when you see in the aisle of a supermarket, they're hanging on like a plastic.
1: Oh yeah, thing. uh park
2: scratchings and fuses. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so Joe's got some off brand scampi fries here. And he said, Do no. like, you know what? I thought they might bring a little bit of the pub into my home later that day. Cause they're obviously a famous pub snack. When yeah. I finally got around to breaking them open, I gleefully grabbed three and shoved them in my mouth in one go. Immediately I thought they tasted a bit funny but put it down to them being off brand as well as forgetting how weird the actual flavor of a scampi fry is. And that's a fair point. Um, I perused the bag as I carried on chewing and swallowing and I turned my eyes to the best before date. They expired in June, 2018. And it was March, (laughs) 2021. (laughs) (laughs) Nearly three years, these fishy flavored snacks are out of date. (laughs) The good news is it didn't make me throw up or shit myself inside out, but it did give me the worst acid of my life so much so that I had to upgrade from the entry-level Rennies to necking Gavascon straight from the bottle. And nothing... I do that almost daily. Do not feel bad about that. I, you probably should both feel bad about that. Mm. Uh, nothing has been the same since with my internal acid levels. Uh, upon complaining to Asda and having to convince them I was not lying and I didn't take my receipt, they eventually relented and sent me a £10 voucher. Um, here you well, go for the guts get a new guts. colon um it remains unused to this day as i will not eat anything from their store i've since been back to that as the store just once for a shit on the way to my own stag party cheers i think Joe. that's fair
1: i think that's absolutely fair to sneak in for a shit because you they've done so much damage to you physically um and set you on the road of antacidness.
2: that could have given you a bit of ptsd type um, response that pete i reckon
1: yeah I mean, food I... stomach acid I, re- I remember sort of watching Gordon Ramsay on Hot Ones just um, absolutely necking a full bottle of Pepto-Bismol. And yes. I sort of neck Gaviscon with the same gusto sometimes. And um, But I, I don't think I should be doing that. <laughs> <Is> <laughs> Do there remember any, when medicines came in spoons? Is there any downside
2: to um, having that much Gaviscon? Presumably I think it is probably like it makes
1: stuff. you poop your pants, but um, not in my case definitely a nice. match when it comes to me that's all I'm saying
2: um, alright well that's look we have got one more Asda email but we'll do it another time we'll do it another time we'll yeah, get, we'll we'll got always time for emails, Asda emails I think hello to you thanks for that uh, thanks for that Joe He's got an email here from Matt got an email from Gary mm. got some stuff from Kyle from Anthony there's loads of good stuff so we'll, we'll get yeah. stuck into it as soon as we can yeah. um, let's wrap up though Peter take us
1: out of here please yeah I think I'm trying to think that, um, I'm trying to think that I think there was an Asda, Asda in Hartlepool I think somebody Chopped his penis. I don't what know. doesn't matter? No, it does matter. Explore it. Explore I, it. I know. I, th- I can't remember. this He chopped his own penis off off or something in outside Hartlepool asda. That was a big story in Hartlepool for a few weeks. It, it, very <sighs> disrespectful in every. Um, stretch, no matter, is going to help you with that. No. <laughs> <laughs> is it? The put it, oh, put it. in the bottle stump. of Gavascon, Get straight to the hospital. They'll, yeah, they'll reattach exactly. it. Well, milk in it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know where that. I don't think help you should be it. it. I, I don't put anything in milk to preserve it. Why? Teeth? tooth. A Fingers. tooth, that's it. Oh, Fingers. Yeah,
2: no. You want to put your finger, a finger, a severed ice, finger on this to go in ice. Yeah. And you need Icy to get it quick.
1: A, a mini milk. A box a of mini A milk
2: Yeah, mini milk would be good. Ideal. Actually, just just um, put the um, stick into the bottom of the finger, and you've got a finger mini milk.
1: You've got a finger mini milk. If, if they can't sew it back on, you can nibble on that on the way home. Yeah. Uh, while you're having a nice cry about um, changes in your life. Uh, right. Uh, Hello on if you want to get to the show. We're on uh, TikTok. We're on Instagram, we're on uh, Twitter, YouTube, all kinds of things. And uh, yeah, Rory will be editing stuff up and putting it up there. Uh, But do get into the show. We'll be back on Thursday. The Luke and Pete show is a stack production and part of the Acast creator network.